Hey guys, this is Francis, and welcome to As You Wish, where we explore one line from one verse of the book, Vashishta's Yoga. It's going to be an exciting ride. Here we go. Okay, so I am calling this one Contradictory Expressions. This is part three, chapter 10. And where we are in the story, I just want to give us a brief overview of sort of the general gist of the book. There are six sections, just as a reminder, right? We're in the third one on creation, but just to kind of give us the overview. Number one is on dispassion. Number two, on the behavior of the seeker. Number three, on creation. That's where we are. Number four, on existence. Number five, five on dissolution. And number six, on liberation. So we're about one-tenth of the way into the book. And here we are in the on creation section. Um, in a few more sections, we'll start to go into a lot more sort of like stories, um, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, but this part right here, Rama is asking Vashishta about God and the nature of the universe. And um, I find myself quite baffled in this um, oftentimes. So I'm just going to be with that sit with the uh, uh, confusion a little bit and, um, you know, just go with it. Remember the nature of this practice is you read one passage, you just see what you get out of it for the day for you, right? And again, it's going to be different depending on the day, depending on what's happening in your life. Um, you know, just look for inspiration as it helps you. Alrighty. So here we are in the story. Rama is talking to Vashishta, um, about the nature of God and the universe. And um, he's, he's a bit baffled still, um, like me. <laughs> um, and they've been speaking about sort of contradictory expressions. So um, Rama says um, that he's confused by the contradictory expressions. Um, so they talk about uh, as the uncarved image is forever present in a block and a calm ocean, you can't say that there are no waves present. So we're just trying to kind of settle with this idea of, you know, our perception of the world. So here's the quote. The absolute alone exists now and forever. When one thinks of it as a void, it is because of the feeling one has that it is not a void. When one thinks of it as not void, it is because there is a feeling that it is void. The takeaway for today, three things. Writing on a peachy folder, a little bit of doodling of a yin-yang symbol. That's number one. Number two, yin-yang as a dance. And number three, the grass is always greener on the other side. So let me elaborate for a little bit. So when I was a kid growing up, I remember peachy folders, and I remember my sister doodling on the peachy folders. There were different stages of uh, what was being doodled on the folders. And at one point, you know, there's this kind of circle on the folder, and that was kind of great inspiration. So at one point, the circle became a yin-yang symbol, and it was just so cool to draw that yin-yang symbol on the peachy folder. I had a great time just for a moment going down memory lane and remembering that time of life. Um, you know, I'm guessing it was probably somewhere in middle school for my sister. And for me, I was in grade school. 
Um, you know, my own teenagers are sort of in this stage. Uh, one is just graduating um, middle school, and the other is, uh, you know, toward the end of high school, which is kind of wild. Um, time just flies. And um, it just was kind of a magical time. You know, uh, I remember you know, being so intrigued by those, those doodles that, that create, that creativity that was, um, getting, you know, recorded there on the peachy folder. Um, and, uh, so the yin yang symbol is a symbol of balance, right? So one half of the yin yang symbol is white with a black dot and the other side is black with a white dot. So it's symbolic that even in the darkness, there is a light. And even in the light, there's a little bit of darkness. And that's like a balance, right? So that's kind of what came up for me, like uh, for number one, you know, the yin-yang on the peachy folder. And that brings brings us into number two, yin-yang as a dance. So years later, this was a time I was going through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It was a great experience, a lot of uh, knowledge uh, about nutrition and um, dealing with different ideologies around food and how that settles with different people and kind of just how to work with uh, how to work with that and uh, you know on myself and and on other people as a holistic health counselor and um, so the director of the school um, headed up a project that was to put on a dance concert and it was a fundraiser. And so a lot of the, you know, members of the uh, school at the time, you know, put on creative uh, projects and a lot of it was so interesting. And for, um, for our offering at the time, uh, my partner and I at the time decided we would do a dance entitled Yin Yang. And uh, he wore black and I wore white. And we started off in this configuration, um, both coming from being yoga teachers, we figured out how to make this shape, you know, so that when you looked at it from the side, um, with the two of us, and one in white and one in black, that we looked kind of like the yin yang symbol. <laughs> and so, you know, it was just kind of a, a very interesting um, kind of creative way to just kind of be another expression of that um, balance of darkness and light. Um, one fun thing I remember was years later looking at the video and somehow needing to rewind it and watching the whole thing in reverse. I thought it would be so cool to do that whole dance in reverse, like a quick speed, like in real time, like how awesome would that be? Um, never got around to that, but uh, it was pretty cool anyway. Um, so yin yang as a dance. Um, you know, just a fun moment in creating something to represent that darkness and the light. Um, and also, I think the whole dance concert was a chance to explore being more playful and enjoying life and um, doing something that is a good cause as well, raising money for a charity. And that brings us to number three, the grass is always greener on the other side. So I think about this, um, the idea that if... Um, if you're thinking of something as not a void, then, uh, you know, it's because there's a feeling that it is a void. And if you're thinking of something that, um, you know, also in the reverse, um, 
so again, it's a little confounding to kind of think of <laughs> two things at the same time, but I think just to kind of sit with it and just try to be baffled for a little bit is okay. Um, you know, our neural pathways in the brain are, you know, getting solidified as we just learn different things. So just challenging the mind to continue to learn more and be baffled sometimes. And, you know, literally while you sleep, your your neural pathways in your brain are, are sort of solidifying and, and um, you know, growing. You're literally like just keeping your brain sharp. So I'm, I'm okay with being baffled a little bit and just kind of trying to sit with it. Um, you know, but this idea of, um, you know, void is non-void and that, you know, there's a feeling that it is void and vice versa. It just reminded me of this idea that there's this tendency to feel like the grass is always greener on the other side. So when we um, look at what other people are doing and what other people have or have created for themselves, um, we start to feel a little bit less than for ourselves. And, you know, if we were on the other side looking over to our side, we might be thinking the same thing. So it's, again, a little bit baffling, like, oh, why is that? You know, that, that um, you know, if we could practice more contentment with where we are and what we have, what a more peaceful place that would be. And maybe that's some piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, there's talk of like this kind of duality of um, things. And I think if we can just sort of settle into being content with what we have, we're just going to be in a much more happy place, <laughs> content, right? Um, so it made me think of that. You know, I don't know the answer. Uh, we'll have to continue exploring the question and at the moment just be content in that. So um, that's the takeaway. You know, yin-yang on a peachy folder. Yin-yang is a dance. Let's be, be, let's be a little playful as we learn. And number three, the grass is always greener on the other side. Maybe we can breathe, relax, and be a little more content with where we are in the moment. So that is the takeaway for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care, and we look forward to seeing you the next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of the Yoga Vashishta. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can get the next episode as soon as it comes out. We'll see you next time. Bye.